0: For our mic check, I want you to tell me the most menial gripe you have about this movie. The fact that Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone are once again (laughs) allowed to use their weird chemistry (laughs) to lull enough audience members into a false sense of security where they think they like it. (laughs) But they really don't. Not deep down. It doesn't (laughs) doesn't feed your soul. Not deep down inside. (laughs) Shall we? I guess. I guess. Welcome back to Kicking and Streaming, where we don't want your slutty money. I'm Carrie. I'm Ross. And this week we are talking about the 2011 romantic comedy, Crazy Stupid Love. Uh Uh-huh this is our final Valentine's Day episode of the month. Thank God. <laughs> I know. You're, you're ready to be done. I'm ready. I'm ready to get into Women's Month. Guys, in the month of March, since it is Women's Month, we will be doing female central themes. We'll yes. be doing many films centered around the female empowerment complex. It's going to be a very good month for me, and it's going to be a very angry month for me. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. But you're going to have to stick around to the end to figure out what our first feature of the month will be. Don't forget, you can go follow us on Twitter at Kick and Stream. K I C K N S T R E A M. And you can go follow us on Facebook at the same user as well. You can write the show at Kicking and Streaming Podcast. That's with an and, not an ampersand. All spelled out like that at gmail.com. If you haven't done so yet, guys, please, please go to iTunes. Or to our Facebook page. Leave us a review. Tell us about the show. What do you like? What do you not like? What can we do better? I don't even care if it's less than 140 characters. Just write something. <laughs> Pretty, please. Pretty please. Pretty please. We want to hear from you guys. Mm-hmm. 25 years of marriage and you have nothing to say? I'll
1: just say it. I slept with someone. If you oh, keep cow, talking, but, you know, I'm going to get it, out of the car. I think the fact that I did it, it just shows how broken we are. Oh, okay. How much, how much we really... Oh, my God!
2: getting a divorce yeah Amy heard you crying in the bathroom we all thought it was cancer
3: oh thank god man. yeah that's my relationship
2: <laughs> hi can I buy you a drink Uh huh. let's get out of here want to get out of here yeah. what are you doing later <laughs> I don't
3: know
2: I do there's lots of beautiful women in this bar but I can't take my eyes off of you it's time to go home oh it's forward of you but okay yeah. should uh, I pull the car around have you been drinking I'll drive
3: hey ladies man guy any tips of the trade?
2: Your wife cheated on you because you lost sight of who you are as a man. Just you take that straw out of your mouth? It looks like you're sucking on it.
3: <coughs> okay.
2: Would you sleep with there?
3: Jeez, God. Yeah, probably.
2: You would? You got to take control of your manhood, pal.
3: Can you put on some clothes, please? Oh, I'm
2: sorry. Is this bothering you? Beautiful. I met a girl and she is a game changer.
1: She's your soulmate, right? Go get her back.
2: Wow, how old are you? (laughs) I'm in love with her, and I don't know what to do about it.
3: I don't know when you and I stopped being us. You know, when I told you that I had to work late, I really went to see the new Twilight movie by myself.
0: And it was so bad. (laughs) Crazy stupid love, huh? I love this movie. Okay. I love it so much. Oh, you're already salty. No, it's it's just like one of those movies that's just like really playing on the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Got an 80% on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, that's relatively high. Yeah, it is. Considering how rare 100 is. Like, I saw this in the theater when it came out. It was just supposed to be date night. I just went into this movie thinking, oh... It's Steve Carell in another rom-com. I wonder if he'll be awkward and heartfelt. <laughs> like it's, yeah. it's a recurring it's a recurring theme, mm-hmm. right? So I feel like I knew what to expect. And by the end of the movie, I had whiplash. I was so tailspun. <laughs> I was like what in the world? We've got Steve Carell. You guys love Steve Carell, right? I think this was like the first big movie he was in after he left the office. Mary doesn't like Steve Carell. And that's, she's like, it's not because it's Steve Carell. It's because I only think about Michael Scott. <laughs> and I hate Michael Scott. Yeah, and no, was that's, like, that's understandable. And opposite him, we have Julianne Moore. I love Julianne Moore. I know you do. I I love Julianne Moore. For no fault of her own, I can only associate her with that horrible adaptation of Hannibal where she was Clary Starling. Let's just go ahead and all agree as a community that that and Boogie Nights, she wasn't in. (laughs) Let's think about movies like The Big Lebowski. Or The Hours. Oh, The Hours is such a great movie. the prize winner of Defiance, Ohio. That's a personal favorite of yours. It is. I love it. Okay, who else? We have um, Emma. Emma Stone. It was fresh off of Easy A success. Oh my God, I love that movie too. Yeah. that was a, It was a good couple of years for movies there. And for Emma Stone. And speaking of Emma Stone, we have Ryan Gosling. He was a Mouseketeer. Stupid fucking smug Mickey Mouse clubhouse fucker. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks he's so cute. This is going to be really fun. Marissa Tomei. Our queen, Our Marissa queen. Tomei. You may remember her from, oh, I don't know, our first episode of Kicking and Streaming. My Cousin Vinny. My Cousin Vinny, y'all. She was a- Mona Lisa Vito. She was a baby. I know. Compared to now. And she still looks amazing. She didn't age. I just love that Harry Potter's Daniel Radcliffe and Marissa Tomei have a scene together in Amy Schumer's Trainwreck. Oh my god. I just love that. (laughs) It's It's fucking Harry Potter and Mona Lisa Vito. And I'm like, what? It's a weird degree of separation. Just like- Kevin Kevin Bacon! Bacon. (laughs) Nice segue. I love that. I saw you what you did there. (laughs) Kevin Bacon's in the movie, everyone. Here's the clicker. No one to blame you. (laughs) Here's the thing, though. His involvement in this movie is minimal, and he gets his at the end, so I enjoy it very much. Okay, so Kevin Bacon, let's wrap up who else is in it. Um, John Carroll Lynch, you may know him of American Horror Story fame. Yeah, you know him from your nightmares. He's Twisty the Clown. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Not okay. Not okay. Uh, The only other person I think is worth mentioning is Josh Groban. Gavin, Josh Groban's in the film. Your boyfriend, Josh Groban, is in the film. Your boyfriend's boyfriend, Josh Groban? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, we need to start talking about the movie now. <laughs> have we have we wasted enough time? Yes. I'm just gonna say at the top, guys. If you want to play a really fun drinking game, drink every time in this episode we say David Linhagen. <laughs> David Linhagen. David Linhagen. That's three drinks. That's Kevin Bacon's character, and his name his name is mentioned 19 times throughout the entire movie. Okay, so what have we got? We've got, we've got the Julianne Moore and the Steve Carell. They're playing who? They're playing Cal and Emily Weaver. We open on Cal and Emily Weaver having a very nice dinner in a very nice restaurant with this horrible, awkward silence between the two of them. Yeah, they're not saying something. That's a repetitive theme throughout this movie. There's always something between them that nobody else is saying. It's like walking down the street in Connecticut, you can cut the tension with a knife. (laughs) (laughs) Like, they're both staring at the menu. You okay? Seem a little off. Yeah, I'm just trying to think about what I
3: want. Yeah, me too. Why don't you say it at the same time? One, two, three...
0: I want a divorce. Boy, I bet that was a painful car ride home. Probably. She tells him that she slept with someone. David Lindhagen. Take a drink. Ding! Probably shouldn't do that, actually. I think that... What, say David Lindhagen? Ding! Yeah. <laughs> Please drink responsibly. Lynn Hagen, Lynn Hagen, Lynn Hagen. She's driving and she won't stop trying to explain herself. <laughs> and the more she talks, the the harder Cal wants to leave his body. Yeah, Cal just can't. He, he's in the passenger seat doing an impression of a hot dog. Just <laughs> repeating to himself, please stop talking. David Lynn Hagen. From
1: work. You met him at the Christmas party. The one Please with stop. Him. The last person in the world
3: that
2: I want to hurt is you, Cal. If you keep Cal, talking, I'm going to get it, out of
1: the car. I think but I did it, it just shows how broken we are. Oh, how, how much, how much we really need, help. Oh my God,
0: Cal! Opens that door, he unbuckles, opens that door and rolls. <laughs> like, I'm just like, that is a man who's done. They've returned home. They've left their two children, Robbie and Molly, in the care of their friend's teenage daughter. You know, we do know the kids, don't we? We do. I don't know Robbie from anything. I do. Okay, go ahead. Zathura. He's the younger brother in Zathura. You're kidding You know Jumanji too, but it's (laughs) Zathura. (laughs) Jumanji in space? Yes, Jumanji in (laughs) space. But you know, still a book. Chris Van Allen did both of those. You know that little boy's name? Jonah Bobo. (laughs) Bless his soul. And Joey King, you yes. might know of the act fame. So she's the littlest Goyle. She's a very talented young actress. Yes. 17-year-old Jessica is babysitting them. Mm-hmm. She's also having an awkward evening because she's walked in on Robbie in a private moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes, this has happened to many, a young man. Someone forgets to knock. Yeah. Here's what's really problematic about it, though. Robbie can't stop telling her that he thinks about her Mm-mm. during? I have this picture of you, and I look at it the whole time. Stop it. I love you, Jessica.
1: I am actually begging you to stop it. And I know you're 17, and I know I just turned 13, which is the same age as your little brother, but soon our age difference won't even
0: matter. Robbie? Mm-mm. At that age, they don't know. They don't know what they're saying. Uh, Oh, they think it's flattering. Yeah. And it's not. It's creepy. Yes. It's so creepy. Don't need it. I feel for Jessica a lot throughout this Mm -hmm. because she is a young kid. They're both young kids. Yes. And they will both do stupid things. They most certainly will. (laughs) And so I'm trying to try not to be too tough on them. This is an especially interesting dynamic because Jessica, 17-year-old Jessica, is in love with Cal Robbie's dad, yeah, Steve Carell. What the fuck? Easily one of the least believable things about this. Gross. Movie. I love Steve Carell. I find him adorable and very funny. But in no I'm world, just not yeah, no. <laughs> I have never wanted to do. I have never wanted to date or do anything resembling dating, Michael. <laughs> Sick reference. Yes. The Weavers come home. And they're not in the door 10 seconds before Cal blurts everything out. Hey. Hey, Mr. and Mrs. Weaver. How is, oh my God, what happened?
3: Mrs. Weaver said she wanted a divorce and I jumped out of the car. Cal? well.
0: Cut to Emma Stone in a bar talking about how much she wants to bang Conan O'Brien. Yeah. (laughs) What? (laughs) This movie. What the hell? Also, said no one ever.
1: (laughs) Conan O'Brien. You would do Conan O'Brien. Oh my God, yes. Ew. Friend to friend. Ew. I don't know. Your life is so
0: PG-13. Hannah, who is played by Emma Stone, wants to make out with love how, I love what her friend says about her. She's like, your life is so PG-13. Gross. Hannah doesn't take a lot of risks. She's a very disciplined and studious law student. She's studying for the bar. She's on a solid career path and she's with this guy who is just a walking doorknob. Yeah, he's not the best. His name is Richard. Mm, That's your first problem. (laughs) You don't like the name Richard? Um, It's all right. I just immediately think Nixon. Oh, okay. (laughs) Enter. Jacob Palmer. Okay. Played by Ryan Gosling. Calm down. He is very well dressed. He has a tailored suit, nice shoes. Did your underwear just fall on my feet? (laughs) You can tell by looking at him that he wears nice cologne, not that shitty cheap kind. Oh, are you kidding me? He totally smells like Axe. Remember boys? Remember Axe or otherwise known as a shower? (laughs) Back in those days? anyway my friend um Hannah here thinks he's
1: sexy
2: that's weird because I think that your friend Hannah is really sexy oh
1: my god you did not just say that how old are you what are you lawyer a little bit come on I know
2: you on is she
1: Gonna be. don't you think you're a little old to be using cheesy pickup lines
2: objection leading the witness
0: <laughs> he's laying it on so thick when he comes up to their table mm. and i love how the friend just looks at him and goes I love you. Like, <laughs> yeah. She's sold. Can't but contain herself. Not Hannah. Hannah is not fallen for his lines at all. Yeah, she can see right through that. She handles it like a pro. She's so much smarter than him. And she completely blows him off. It's hilarious. Yeah. Okay,
2: Hannah, can mm-hmm. I buy you a drink?
0: Okay. It's, you know what? It's
1: time to go home.
2: Really? Mm-hmm. Wow, it's forward of you, but okay. Yeah. I'll do
1: it. A bone saw three. So... Oh.
2: Should I get my car or yours? Should I pull the car around? Have you been drinking? I'll drive.
0: Liz, coming! (laughs) She's like, I'd rather be watching Saw 3. Goodbye. We are all Emma Stone warding off Ryan Gosling. (laughs) We've all all been there. Like, you're not going to make me think you're good. You're not going to make me like your movies. (laughs) But here we are. (laughs) So, remember the babysitter who's in love with Cal? Yes. Cal now has to drive her home. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Jessica is in a weird position because her parents are also their best friends, Cal and Emily's best friends. <laughs> yep. He's driving her home. She almost tells him about it. Yeah. She almost gets it out. She gets. She gets. She gets in there. Cal's so distracted he doesn't hear her say it. I hope this doesn't make
1: you uncomfortable.
0: I've developed like a
1: little.
3: If you Gosh. do me a favor, would you not mention to your parents that Miss Swearer and I are? You know, it's something we
0: want to tell them on our own, okay? Well, that's a lofty thing to leave a kid with. Like, yeah. it will not be the first time I disagree with Cal's decision. <laughs> uh, the next day at his job, his coworker comes in to his office, and he's like, "Hey, man, how's it going?" <laughs> <laughs> and he just knows. He Cal knows that he knows. Who
3: told you that Emily and I are getting divorced?
2: You're getting a divorce? Yeah. Amy heard you crying in the bathroom. We all thought it was cancer.
3: Oh. Thank God, man. <laughs> yeah, just my relationship. <laughs> Thank God.
0: Oh. Oh. Divorce. No. They're laughing. I wrote, what every flavor bean did you get? Defeat. <laughs> defeat, yeah. <laughs> yes. He is chewing on defeat. <laughs> he has this comedic depth to him that I love where things that are tragically true can also be funny. Yes. And things that are funny can also be tragically true. Like, that's part of why I like him so much as a comedian. Mm -hmm. Cal fills up his U-Haul, and he's trying to leave... And again, Emily, Emily obviously has a lot of things left that she needs to say to him. Yeah, but he's just not. He's not hearing it. Why is she so uh, so in favor of divorcing him? Is that ever really explored? She wants a divorce because she thinks because she had an affair with David Lindhogg and she's obviously not in love with him anymore. And like that might not necessarily be the case, but it's what she feels is correct oh yeah cheaters guilt yeah and i mean and cal very hastily agrees because he's like yeah i don't care i'll do whatever you want i'll sign anything just please stop talking about it like he doesn't want to deal with it yeah so that's why this is all happening so fast and they're standing in the driveway and she can't stop talking about how she would go other places just to not be with him like she went to see twilight by herself (laughs) And it was so bad. That's awful. I love it. (laughs) You know, when I told you that I had to work late, I really went to see the new Twilight movie by myself.
3: And it was so bad, Cal. We haven't been us, not for a long time. And I I don't know when you and I stopped being us. Maybe it's when you screwed David Lenhagen.
0: Drink. Uh, He's right. (laughs) Like, when you turn away from the person you're with, you can't solve any problems that you have. Julianne Moore has the rare gift of playing those problematic women really well. She can play complicated women. Yes. Is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So he gets angry. He leaves and he takes to the bar. As divorcees do. I love him. He has the same drink as me. Oh, my God. Vodka cranberry. V- <laughs> of course it's vodka cranberry. <laughs> His friend, the babysitter's father bernie bernie john carol lynch twisty the clown yeah twisty the clown no twisty the clown does not walk into the bar john carol lynch as bernie walks into the bar and he sits down at the bar and he takes all of two minutes to say i can't be friends with you anymore
2: <gasps> claire said i can't be friends with you anymore what she said we had to choose between you and emily i chose you but she said no
3: Bernie, are you breaking up with me,
0: Bernie? It's, it's awful. I It's hard to watch. Yeah. How old are we? Exactly. Like, like my wife said that <laughs> we couldn't choose your side. And I'm like, what? What? Happy wife, happy life. I get that. But this is adolescent, especially since Emily cheated on him. There's no need for this. <laughs> but like, he just gives him some nice cologne and peaces out. Yeah. Like, here's my parting of the ways present. Think of me when you put this on your skin and how I just crawled away from you. Well, Cal very quickly turns into a sad, drunk dork. Yes. And he can't stop telling everybody at the bar that his wife slept with David Lindhagen. (laughs) Mary had kids, the house. What do I get for it? I get cuckolded. David Lindhagen cuckolded me. He made a cuckold out of me. It's it's loud. He's being loud. Yes. I don't know how he hasn't been been ejected. If I was that bartender, he'd be put out. <laughs> this is Jacob Palmer, Ryan Gosling. This is his regular stalking round. Is brown. he back already? Yeah, he's back. <laughs> yes. All right. He is back already. Okay. <laughs> so he can hear this drunk schmuck talking <laughs> about his marital problems Uh-oh. to the entire bar. All of a sudden, Jacob's like, hey, buddy, come over here. Have you ever heard the phrase, those who can't do teach? (laughs) Is that the direction we're moving in? I think so. I think so. Because Jacob takes one look at him up and down, and he knows exactly what his problem is. Yeah. Cal, who is drunk and lonely, allows Jacob to take his inventory. Yes. (laughs) And it's a little brutal.
2: Yeah. So, permission to speak candidly, sir. I think you've already gone there. You're sitting there with a the Supercuts haircut, you're getting drunk on watered-down vodka cranberries like a 14-year-old girl, and you're wearing a 44 when you should be wearing a 42 regular. Honestly, I don't know if I should help you or I should euthanize you.
0: Jacob, while being kind of a jerk is seeking to give Cal a lesson in self-respect. Uh-huh. Because the first person you ultimately have to love is yourself. And Cal, can you can tell that Cal is not confident in himself. Jacob has all of this bravado because he looks like a boss man, right? Uh-huh. Like, whether you like looking at him or not, you have to admit he's well put together. He's all right. And he wants to give Cal a makeover. And I love it because we're going to get makeover montages for men.
2: Yeah. It's
0: a nice change of pace. I guess.
2: You in or you out? Why are you doing this? Maybe you remind me of someone. You in or you out? I'm in.
0: Elsewhere, Hannah is at her own goodbye party, which I guess is some gallows humor because, like, when you study for the bar, you, like, disappear. You go into <laughs> You start living in the library, sleeping in the library. Yeah. That kind of thing. The only thing that's really important about this scene is that Hannah's starting to think that Richard is going to propose. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, she has that to worry about now while she wor- while she studies for the bar. That's too much. It is too that's much. That's too much to think about. <laughs> Proposal and bar exam. Cut to Jacob looking hot and eating Sabaros in a super mall. Jacob's here to guide him on his shopping trip basically to make a lot of hard decisions. Decisions that Kel's not really gonna like most of the time. Mm-hmm. He look, he points at his sneakers and he's like, hey, what are those? Can I see those? Takes them off his feet. He throws them over the mezzanine. <laughs> right. Whoa, come on!
2: What are you, in a fraternity? Are
0: you
3: insane?
2: Are you in a fraternity? You could have hit somebody. What was that? I'm asking you a question, you in a fraternity? No. Are you Steve Jobs? What? Hold on a second. Are you the billionaire owner of Apple computers? No. Oh. Okay. Well, in that case, you got no right to wear New Balance sneakers ever.
0: <laughs> He's not messing around. Bye. Jacob's kind of a jerk. I love. Really, it. I love him though. <sighs> like I, for the most part, I find him to be funny and not as problematic as he could have been. <laughs> Montage time. Great. I love this because it's like a straight version of Queer Eye. Sure. We're getting the suits. We're getting the ties. We're getting a haircut we're getting wallets because of his velcro wallet oh god the velcro wallet i used to have a velcro wallet (laughs) the way jacob's like are you serious (laughs) i'm on jacob's side with that one all right understandable you know what's like funniest about this scene to me Mm. jacob is scandalized that cal's only ever slept with one woman so he decides he needs to start teaching him how to hit on women
2: i think we should start approaching women tonight are you ready to go I
0: miss my wife. The montage goes on. Cal watches him seduce all of these different women with the same BS lines, with the same smug swagger. Cal's just as horrified as I am that this is working. Mm. Like, he can't believe these women are falling for it. And it's, it's, it's all strange and new to him. It's superficial. It's not what he's used to basing his attraction on. He's used to a singular, fulfilling relationship, not dozens of shallow ones. Cut to Emily clumsily copying pages from Divorce for Dummies. <laughs> this is where Kevin Bacon comes into the copying Yay, room. Yay, crispy bacon!
3: I'm sorry about you and Cal. No, you're not. No, I'm not. I like you, Emily. Do you have any idea how much I like you?
1: Hey, David, you know, I really have a lot to
3: do. I, I had no intention of falling for a married woman, but of a we were having lunch and I'm on this accountant who's... Waking up every morning, excited to go to work, and that just does not happen for accountants.
0: I don't like David. I don't like him at all. It takes two to tango, but he thinks he's entitled to someone else's wife. Yeah, and I'm not okay with that. I, but he, David loves her. He doesn't care that her her life is about to fall apart. I guess that counts for something. <laughs> Jessica is getting creepy texts from Robbie in class. Why? Who let them have phones? <laughs> and they were like, they were the kind of phones that you had to slide open. I remember my slidey phone. <laughs> did, did you ever have a slidey phone? I did have a slidey where you phone. you turned it sideways and you texted? <laughs> Robbie's in the middle of English class and this is where he decides he's going to stand up and make a spectacle of himself. Because they're talking about what book, Ross? The Scarlet Letter. Aren't they always talking about the Scarlet Letter? Wh- Easy A connect. I know. <laughs> why are we always covering the Scarlet Letter? Because we are society was evaluating what constitutes a whore. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> society <laughs> loves to make judgments on that. Mm-hmm. The A they're both wearing, I think it stands for asshole.
1: Want to know why? Because they fell in love. And love is for stupid assholes. And this book is just about a bunch of assholes who fell in love like assholes, then had to die like assholes.
0: I think someone needs to talk to an adult about a couple of things. (laughs) Oh, they do call in an adult. They call Emily. Yeah. She has to come down to the office to get him. She has to take him back to work with her. Did you see the office reference on her desk? I didn't notice what is it her title is associate to the vice president that's fucking hilarious (laughs) I love that Uh, this is when David pokes his head in the office if there's one thing we learn about David it's that he has very bad timing this will be a repetitive theme absolutely David pokes his head into the office and he's like oh hi champ or something like that
3: I hear you're quite the soccer player
1: So, David, I hear you broke up my parents' marriage. You are David Lindhagen, right?
3: Lindhagen.
1: Here's the thing, Lindhagen. Hagen. Whatever. In the end, she winds up back with my dad. He's a
0: better guy than you are in every category, and she still loves him. I don't like David more because he's trying to buddy up to this kid. Uh Uh-huh. Is Lindhagen also attached? To what? Is he cheating on someone? I don't know for sure. He probably is. Who knows? Robbie basically tells him, look, man, my dad's not giving up on my mom. You are not going to be my new dad. Like, he's adamant. It is not happening. Jacob and Cal are out at the bar. And Jacob has decided that he needs to push Cal out of the nest. He's going to force him to go hit on a woman. Yeah. And what a better woman to hit on. Than Marissa Tomei. Mona Lisa Vito. Her name is Kate. Cal starts off with Jacob's usual script. He offers to buy her a drink. He's insisting that he buy her a drink. So can I buy you a drink, Kate? Oh, no thank you. I'm gonna buy you a drink anyway.
3: Great goose, right? Rocks, two limes.
1: I'm five years sober.
0: What can I get for you?
3: Nothing, nothing. Go away, we're good.
0: By the way, guys, if someone refuses a drink, maybe just let them refuse. You don't drink? Why? Oh, no, come on, you gotta have a little. Why? Like, there might be a good reason for it, guys. He's really screwing this up because he's trying to act like a jerk like Jacob. She's so close to leaving when he just lets all the ugly hang out. Okay, you know what? I'm in corporate insurance. Oh, God. I have children, plural, and my wife
3: was cheating on me with David Lindhagen, which I wasn't supposed to tell you about either, but I did. Nice to meet you. What
1: were you supposed to tell
3: me? I don't know. I don't know. I was supposed to say that you are the perfect
0: combination of sexy and cute, which is actually something that I used to say to my wife. After all of that, she goes, You think I'm the perfect combination of sexy and cute? Yeah. That was what you took from what <laughs> I just said? <laughs> How real is that energy? Yeah. <laughs> That's what you took from that. <laughs> they go back to his boring apartment and start to develop a weird dynamic. Um... She's getting off on his brutal honesty. She throws him down on the couch and she's like, "What do you want to do with me?" Uh, I
3: want to show you off to so my ex-wife, make her really jealous. <laughs>
0: She jumps his bones. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I mean, hey, he's being upfront about what he wants. Mojo montage. Because he walks back through the doors of the club the next night and Stella got her groove back. Yeah. No, like she's like, oh, I love it when she's like, oh, you should call me. Oh, and yeah. he's like, who? Because <laughs> he's got tens of more ladies on the line. Like, different outfit, different woman, younger woman mm-hmm. every time. It's starting to work. Jacob is off to the side with an old fashioned, like, mm, the student becomes the teacher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's proud of his handiwork. Liz is at the bar, is in the same bar they're in one night, right? Mm-hmm. And she calls Hannah, who's just trying to study for the bar. And she's like, that hot guy is back. Please come pile drive him. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I don't like the term pile drive! <laughs> <laughs> or what? how does she say it? She's like, take a break. It'll be good for you to get out. And by get out, I mean have hot guy from
1: the bar knock you into his headboard until you see God. What is wrong with you? You should be studying
0: the gentle curve of this car Okay, goodbye Liz. Is that too much? Hello? <laughs> Yikes. Someone get Liz a drink of water? <laughs> Meanwhile, in high school, <laughs> Jessica flags down the most sexually mature girl in her grade to ask for advice on getting the attention of older men. Wait, how old is he? Old.
1: Like, really old? <clears throat> like, very old? Nasty Jessica! Yeah. that's what I was...
0: Oh, God, rock on. Thank you. Nasty Jessica. (laughs) We've all been Madison. Yeah. Nasty. Love you, girl. Oh, my God. (laughs) Madison tells her that the way to get an older guy's attention is to take a nudie Judy. No. So now we're making plans to generate child pornography. When you put it that way. (laughs) That's how the law would interpret it. Out in the schoolyard. Robbie is once again making a spectacle of himself. Yuck! By publicly declaring his love for Jessica. Behold, Jessica Riley,
1: you are my soulmate, the love of my life. I have marked myself with a scarlet J. For you, Jessica. Robbie, get down from there. <laughs> Daniel Hawthorne, Robbie Weaver, I am your, your babysitter. Are I you am. Mad? Get
0: down. This is why I feel bad for Jessica. She's having unhealthy affection for an older man. And she's being terrorized by a boy who's hopelessly in love with her. Mm. She finally lets him have it and says, I'm in love with somebody else. I will learn to love me, I promise. No, I won't. Just because I'm four
1: years younger than you. Because I love somebody else. Who is he? He's
0: older. And I didn't want my parents to find out. Robbie's a mess. Robbie. I also feel for Robbie, but at the same time, we cannot encourage this behavior. Young men have to learn that that's not okay. Yeah. Like, no means no. You're right. You're right. Think with your head and not with your head. (laughs) Uh Can we have t-shirts made? Think with your head, not with your head. Robbie's telling his dad about how he's feeling. Cal tells him that if this person... Again, he doesn't know that it's Jessica. Jessica. He doesn't know that Robbie's in love with Jessica. And he doesn't know that Jessica's in love with him. So everybody's blissfully unaware. It's akin to a farce, frankly. (laughs) You're going to say akin to a fart? No. I don't know why. (laughs) He tells him that if this girl is really his soulmate, then he can't give up on her. Again, I I get the spirit of it. and, And we'll come back to that later. But I don't like how that could be misinterpreted. What did Michael tell Jim? Don't ever, ever, ever give up. That seems to be the underlying thesis of Steve Carell's performances. I guess. The underlying thesis of Steve Carell's performances are just, don't ever stop. (laughs) Oh my god. Don't ever let up. Sometimes you have to know when to quit. Don't ever cool it. Cal is having nightmares about David Lindhagen taking care of his lawn. Or Emily's lawn. Yeah. Oh, gross. (laughs) Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Isn't this where he's tending? to his own garden at night <laughs> yes, in secret. Yes. Like going back to their family home and taking care of the garden work at night. Like aerating the lawn in those spike shoes. Jesus. And trimming the hedges. That's hilarious. I it's... That is fragile middle-aged man behavior right there. <laughs> he can't stand the idea of another man taking care of her lawn. That is some territorial <laughs> masculine bullshit. Oh. Uh... It's not even masculine. It's a garden. He's probably having some unresolved feelings because they've got a parent-teacher conference coming up. This is Robbie's teacher, the one that he stood up in front of everybody and said, A is for asshole. Yes. This is that teacher. And it'll be the first time that he's actually seen Emily since he moved out. Oh, dear. And so you see them meet up in the hallway outside the teacher's classroom. You look great,
3: Cal. Oh. Well, it turns out I've been buying the wrong size suit for, like, 20 years, so...
1: Oh, well, whatever. You, um... You
0: look great.
3: Thanks. You always look great.
1: Oh, thanks.
0: They're so saturated in a cloud of unspoken feelings that they can only make stupid small talk. Like, oh, I talked to Nana yesterday. Oh, how's she sound? Is she okay? You know, that kind of stupid stuff. Then they start opening up more, and they start getting into how they miss each other. Cal says something that's very self-aware. I
3: just, I don't know. I guess I got lazy. I got, I got boring, is what I got. No. I'm really mad at you for what you did. But I'm mad at myself, too. Because I should not have jumped out of that car. I should have fought. Because you fight for your soulmates. At least that's what my 13-year-old son tells me.
0: That, that's one of the better messages I take from this movie. You should always be leaning into your relationship. You should always be trying to give as much of yourself to your partner as you can afford. Mm-hmm. That's your person. Yeah. You know? And, and if, you, if you get bored, if you turn away, nothing will ever get better. Yeah. And that's how you grow together. <laughs> Listen to me. Yes. <laughs> Making my heart all. Flittery and fuzzy, like I'm a love guru or something. It's a very touching exchange, which is rudely interrupted when the teacher opens the door. And Ross, who's the teacher? Mr. and Mrs. Weaver? No way in hell. Cal,
1: what are you doing here? Oh, you two know each other?
3: Yes, yeah, right. We've met before,
1: yes. We have met before,
0: seriously?
3: Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Kate. Marissa Tomei from the bar Christ they had a one night stand and he never called her back this uh this isn't gonna go well Kate looks like she's about to crawl out of her own skin yeah like it's so uncomfortable and Emily doesn't know what's going on yet Kate's gonna try to conduct this (laughs) parent-teacher conference again like you said it does not go well because she brings up the Robbie incident and she's like you know The word asshole, she writes it on the board, (laughs) underlines it, slams the chalk down. Mm. Asshole, as in someone who uses honesty to get a woman into bed with him but is actually full of shit like the rest
1: of them. Asshole, as in someone who allows a woman to go downtown for 45 minutes because he's nervous. Uh, Ew! Alright,
3: alright, alright. You know what? You know
0: what? (gasps) Poor Kate. Jesus Christ. Cal, come on. Man up. Emily realizes what's happened and she storms out. Yeah. This argument spills out onto the sidewalk Mm -mm. in front of other parents and teachers. Oh, dear. It's very ugly. Cal further makes an ass out of himself by blurting out how many women he slept with. Nine? Wow. You showed me.
3: I wasn't trying to show
0: you. I was trying to move on. I don't want to. This was not, this was handled so poorly. It was, because on the one hand, she doesn't have much of a leg to stand on. On the other hand, he needs to get off the leg he's standing on. Yeah, sit down. Sit down, Cal. Sit down. It's not attractive. So Hannah has studied hard. She's passed the bar. She's at another party with the same group of boring friends. Not Liz. I love Liz. Oh, this is where we have to deal with this dick. (laughs) Richard. Richard. Josh Groban. (laughs) He's such a little twerp. Yeah. He goes on this long speech congratulating Hannah on all her hard work and how he's really excited for the next step in their lives. And then he offers her a job. And not his hand in marriage yeah like that was not the way she expected this to go mm. and Hannah subsequently learns he's not serious about them at all in that way Yeah.
2: I need some time I think to
3: figure out how I feel about us you know
0: Wow.
1: <laughs>
3: wow <laughs>
1: wow you know what thank you Richard honestly
0: thank you very much for your job offer I will consider it in that moment, she realizes she's been settling. She grabs her coat and she leaves her own party. Yeah. I'm out. Mic drop. First thing she does is she tracks Jacob down and, yeah. she, and she asks him to take her home. <laughs> she's going to have her beefcake and eat it too. Ew. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I hate this whole sequence. Why? Because they're being cute. <laughs> And their chemistry is making me want to like them, (laughs) but I just don't think it's genuine. A couple of things. Jacob lives off a fat allowance from a trust fund or something like that. He has no walls, only windows. You can see the, did you notice that? He wants everyone to look. There were like no walls. I'm like, how do you live like this? Yeah. Uh, And I want to know, yeah, where's the money coming from? It's from like a trust fund I think or something. His dad was very successful and that's why he's able to live like that. And he has all of this he has all of this expensive stylish stuff that he doesn't need. Uh... Hannah's having trouble relaxing because he's got all this privilege. He's he's very attractive. She's not used to behaving impulsively which she has now done, and I don't think she thought that she would get to this point. Nah. <laughs> she has no idea what the next step is. Bang. Okay, so then what do we do? What happens now,
1: like, logistically? What's your move?
2: I got lots of moves.
1: What's your big move?
2: I'm talking about big move.
0: Tell me your move.
2: You're not ready for the big move.
0: Yes, I am. I want your big you move. You
2: can't handle the big move, trust Tell me.
0: Tell me a big move. I work
2: dirty dancing into the conversation.
0: He can do the lift from dirty dancing. The one that Patrick Swayze spent weeks teaching Jennifer Grey how to do. Okay, that's that's a little cool. I'll admit it. It's ingenious. Now the- oh, God, this is
1: ridiculous. I don't want to do it. Mm. This is beyond ridiculous.
2: Run and jump.
0: No. Yeah. No, thank you. Come on. Thank God I'm drunk. Here we go. So they do the lift and, and it happens smoothly, of course, and it sets the mood. <laughs> like, we are headed for our rating. We are headed for bed. They're necking, and she starts making light conversation about all the expensive stuff that he has.
1: You <laughs> don't have one of those ridiculous, um, those massage chairs, do you? <laughs> you do? No. Yes, you do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I don't,
2: I don't, I do
1: Who would have that? (laughs) I
2: would, I
1: would have that. How much was it? (laughs) (laughs) $5,000. Can I sit in the massage chair?
0: So now, of course, we're sitting in the massage chair. (laughs) Yes. They're standing in the garage, he's holding the remote, adjusting the settings, and she's sitting in the massage chair. And it keeps going round and round like this. Yeah. Because every time they come back close to sleeping together again... They just distract themselves. Yeah, they'll get on a topic... And they're talking for hours and hours. They talk all night long. Guys, if you're on a dick appointment and you keep finding reasons to talk for hours and hours, that means you like each other the more as friends. (laughs) They're enjoying their banter, their rapport. Yeah, They're enjoying an intimacy beyond sex, which is kind of interesting, don't you think? Because Cal reached out to Jacob to get him to dissociate from his emotional intimacy. And now Jacob is learning emotional intimacy. When you said they're learning an intimacy beyond sex, I thought of in Big Mouth where their heads just explode. (laughs) Girls are horny too. (gasps) (laughs) All the while, Cal's trying to get a hold of him, and he's leaving yeah, him voicemails. he keeps letting him go to red. Like, he keeps letting <laughs> him go on voicemail. He's ghosting him. Hey, Jacob, it's Cal. Where are you? Remember the um,
3: first woman I picked up, that teacher? Well, I have a story to tell you. Hey, it's been a her. week. I haven't heard Only. from you. Should I be concerned? I am imagining you suffocating under a
0: pile of women. Elsewhere, Emily (laughs) is returning home from a date with David Lindhagen. Drink. Jessica has been babysitting and she catches them kissing on the stoop. And Jessica, in no uncertain terms, calls Emily a hussy. This is when Emily tries to pay her and she's like, I don't want your slutty money. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell, Jessica? What are you trying to say? (laughs) (laughs) I don't want your slutty money Jessica goes home in a fury She's gonna take this dirty picture now Yeah, she's like, fuck it I'm going home, I'm taking nudes She's taking them with a point and shoot
3: Yeah Like, that's
0: dated? Yeah (laughs) Oh, gross She takes these pictures, prints them off Puts them in an envelope with Cal's name on it Like, not just his name, but like hearts and stickers Mm, It's weird Yeah Speaking of Cal He's compulsively doing yard work again in the middle of the night. And this is when he can see Emily through the window and he watches her go over to where the landline sits, dial a number. His phone rings and he picks it up and he's like, hello. Emily claims that she's having trouble with the pilot light. Yeah, yeah. And Cal's like, "Okay, I can see you talking to me." Yeah, I don't see anything with the pilot light. Cal can see her. She's not in front of the pilot light as he's walking her through how to turn it back on.
3: And then just put the match in.
0: Oh,
3: there it goes. Just have to slide the gray door down again. You're
0: good to go. Oh, she's just standing there listening to his voice. That's sweet, but still creepy. I mean, no, I get it, but <laughs> That's it's like sweepy? <laughs> yeah, it's sweepy. <laughs> Cause she's just wanting to hear his voice. Yeah. She misses him. Well then why I know. Why is she messing with David Lynn I don't know. Oh. It's it's he's not that good looking, number one. With Lynn around and <laughs> work out your issues. <laughs> Drink, drink. Okay, I'm going to say that to you now. Okay. Quit Lynn, quit Lynn hanging <laughs> around. She left a, a lot of unresolved feelings there. Yeah. And, and Cal did too, by the way, by noping out at the first moment of conflict. I mean. He completely disengaged and they never got a chance to say a lot of things to each other. So this makes complete sense to me. Cal has a new sense of purpose. We're planning a romantic gesture because part of their story is that they met when they were in middle school and they went to Putt-Putt and he bought her an ice cream. Yeah. And it's a very adorable little first date story. It's very cute. He's going to Lowe's. He's buying all the things he needs to build this romantic gesture and he gets a phone call from Jacob who finally returns his call Yeah, because Jacob has his own problem. His problem, quote unquote, is that he's catching feelings for this Hannah chick. He's catching feelings for Hannah. I don't know what to
3: do. I need some advice. You realize you might actually have to answer some personal questions about
2: yourself.
0: You got to smile a lot. You've got to be charming.
2: Definitely don't be yourself. That's what you got for me. Don't be myself. (laughs) Great. Thanks for nothing.
0: Cal basically tells him, don't be a clam. You got to share. You got to be a person. (laughs) When you said that. I don't know why. It reminded me of an Orange is New Black where Big Boo goes, my dad used to say to me, don't be a salmon. (laughs) Don't swim against the current. (laughs) Anyway, go on. Open up. Answer personal questions. Opa. Give yourself over to the intimacy of revealing yourself to another person. That's Cal's advice. It's not bad advice. Okay, now we're moving into the bonkers last half hour of this movie. Fuck. This, all of this bullshit. It's so crazy. This is my favorite part of the movie. This is where it gets farcy. Because when I saw this movie, it was just supposed to be a dumb date night kind of movie, right? I I was not prepared for the events that are about to unfold in front of us. Yeah. A lot gets revealed at once. This whole crazy chain of events is set off by Jessica's mother snooping through her room, And finding the envelope with Cal's name on it... We have found the child pornography intended for Cal. Oh, no! (laughs) (laughs) The parent of the subject has located the child pornography. And she takes it downstairs to Bernie, who's... The worst person to give it to right now. He's just trying to watch the game. Jessica's literally in front of him on the carpet doing homework or looking at a magazine or something. And she just puts it in his hand. And he's not even looking at it at first... He's glued to the game, Yeah. and he peels it out of that envelope and looks at what it is, and the instant horror, because Jessica looks up, and she looks at the envelope, and she looks at her dad, and immediately flies into a hundred. She's like, no, daddy, no, daddy, no! <laughs> Dad doesn't have time. Bernie is off. He is out of here. Yeah, um, he thinks something lewd is happening between Cal and his daughter, and he's not going to let that happen. Meanwhile, Emily comes home to Robbie on the front stoop with a blindfold. Like, here, Mom, you got to put this blindfold on. And he takes her into the back and they have it set up. Yeah, Cal has put together a miniature golf course. Yeah. Just like on their first date. Mm -hmm. But Robbie leads her outside and tells her keep the blindfold on while dad gives his little speech.
3: Many years ago, in the hallway of Woodside Middle School, Cal Weaver saw Emily Boyle for the first time. Cal, are you seriously going to do this in front of the kids? Mm -hmm.
0: All right. Well, we may as well wait for your daughter. She's right here. No, no, no. I mean, our other daughter. Like, we, we think she means Molly, right? Yeah. The little girl. But no, the biggest plot twist of the film. Hannah walks into the background with it, Jacob. Because Hannah's the oldest Weaver child. Oh, my God. Like, I just, I almost felt dumb in the theater. I was like, how did I not see that coming? What's going on? Oh, I don't know. Some game. He won't let me take this dumb blindfold off. Cal? Is that him?
2: What are you doing here? What are you doing here?
0: But you guys know each other? What's going on? Cal doesn't know that Jacob, his buddy, is stupping his daughter, Hannah. Hannah doesn't know that the man she's stupping, Jacob, <laughs> has been hanging out with her dad this whole time. And Jacob, least of all, knows <laughs> that, that the girl he's stupping is his buddy's daughter. It's a very weird dynamic. You know who knows the least? Emily. Because Emily. Because she can't take her blindfold off. <laughs> <laughs> She's just like, can I take the blindfold off? I want to see the boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I had never once questioned whether or not this was going to overlap again. Because I thought these stories were connected via Cal and Jacob. Yeah. I didn't, I wasn't expecting another connection. So um, I think Cal's understandably upset. He's really got a problem with Jacob dating his daughter. Because he knows Jacob. He knows Jacob's a and dog. he knows what Jacob's like. <laughs> <laughs> this is about the time that Bernie comes into frame and football tackles Cal. Jessica? Bernie? Stay <laughs> <Dang>, no! <laughs> I let her. 17 old what are you talking about Jessica's right behind him she's yelling no daddy please don't yeah this all happens very quickly Jacob pulls Bernie off of Cal Bernie starts trying to disassemble pieces of the golf course to bludgeon Cal with <laughs> and I just love how Emily's like is this some kind of skit I'm lost yeah <laughs> but this is where Jessica comes clean she says daddy he doesn't know I'm in love with him.
1: Daddy, he doesn't even know that I'm in love with him. <laughs> with who? It's with him. Are you pointing at me? You're pointing at him. She's pointing at him. Oh. Wait, my dad is the older guy you've been seeing.
0: Oh, uh, I know. Oh, what no, you no, no,
1: he doesn't even know about naked photos what you can just him naked photos seriously i'm gonna beat
0: you until your brains fall out time out time out hold on hold on much to everybody's horror yuck including young robbie's horror yeah oh gross oh you find out the girl the older woman you're madly in love with is Is in in love love with with your your dad. dad oh no oh robbie's broken He's a broken, broken boy. W- boy, <laughs> Cal's also horrified because a teenage girl is in love with him and took nudes for him. <laughs> this is a very bad time for David Lynn Hagen to interrupt. <laughs> Remember how I said David has bad timing? He's here to return Emily's sweater. Sure. Yeah. That's why you came over. <laughs> this is my favorite moment in the movie <laughs> because this is the first time Jacob is laying eyes on David Lynn Hagen, Yeah. The man that he has heard so much about who ruined his best buddy's marriage and who's gonna take it to a <laughs> hundred. left your sweater in my car the other night. Oh. Who are you? I'm David Lindhagen.
2: David Lindhagen. David Lindhagen. Okay.
0: takes off his ring. <laughs> He's like, we're gonna mess a guy up. Yeah.
2: Is this a bad time?
0: Yeah. Oh, Jacob!
2: You know how much pain and suffering you cause my friend you dumb son.
1: Stay the hell away from my daughter! No. You stay away no. from my daughter! I don't even know you! Come on! Don't no. oh
0: Now there's a pile of men fighting on the lawn. Everyone is mad for different reasons. It's like a cartoon club where you see a hand there, a foot there, <laughs> all the dirt, a head pops out one place. Cut to the cops trying to sort this mess out on the sidewalk and one cop goes before he, le- well, before he leaves that one cop goes, listen, keep your drama in the family <gasps> and Jacob can't contain himself. <laughs> <laughs> he likes has to stifle a laugh. It's fantastic. Jesus. Because it's been a wild afternoon. <laughs> Bernie takes Jessica home. Robbie goes to crawl into a hole. And this is where Cal and Emily exchange some words. Because first of all, he tries to tell Hannah that she can't see Jacob anymore. Yeah. Even though she's 25 and now officially a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. And he's gonna try and pull that stuff. I know him. I have witnessed
3: him in action. And you are not to see him anymore.
1: Dad, I'm not gonna stop seeing him.
3: Okay. Okay. Well, then we have nothing more to talk about.
1: Cal, you're being a get the hell out of stable.
3: my house. This is not your house anymore. Yeah. Well, you made damn sure of that didn't you, sweetheart?
0: So he slinks off, and he finds himself at the bar again in the middle of the day. Jesus. Which, hey, no judgment. Jacob rolls up. He's trying to make nice. But Cal's not having it because he's still seeing Hannah. This is when Jacob reminds him that Robbie's eighth grade graduation is coming up. Shit. And, like, is he going to show up? Like, your family misses you? Robbie gets to give a speech. That's right. Because he's the, what do they call the person who did second best? The salutatorian? Yes, (laughs) And Jacob just finally blurts out, I'm in love with your daughter. Cal demands that he qualifies it. It's like, how are you in love with her? Tell me how you're in love with her. Yeah. Like, it's kind of weird. Yeah. It's this whole, it's that whole dynamic. I mean, he wants him to prove it. I know, but like this whole super overprotective father-daughter dynamic. Number one, it wasn't forced on me. Thank you very much. And number two, I've just always found it a little strange.
2: Look, Cal, this is not something that I wanted. OK, it's not something I, I looked at people who were in love and I thought the way that they were behaving and the things that they were doing and saying, they just they appeared pathetic, honestly. And I spent all this time with you and I'm trying to make you more like me. And it turns out I just want to be.
0: <sighs> Cal's not budging from his position. He's not good enough to date his daughter. Yeah. And he's just going to be obstinate about it. Cal shows up to the gymnasium for graduation and no one saved him a seat. (laughs) Yeah. Literally everybody's there. No one saved him a seat. Why is Jessica here? Like it's the whole fam family and Jessica? Yeah, I don't get her placement here. She's not in eighth grade. Robbie gets up to give his salutatorian speech and brings the room way down. Yeah, he's a big old bummer. (laughs) His thesis is, love is the biggest scam of all. Which, I mean, that's got to really do one on Cal and Emily. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We made this mess, and we did not clean it up. And I used to think there was one true love for everyone, and if you
1: fought hard enough for that person, your one true love would always work out. sounded good to me when I was younger, but it just doesn't work that way. There is no such thing
0: as one true love. Stop! But who's going to save the room? Steve Carell. (laughs) And you could tell it happened so impulsively for him because immediately he's like, shit. Yeah. Now he has to say something. (laughs) He's like, oh, crap. (laughs) And so now he's going to tell his life story to the entire eighth grade class. My son's speech sucks because I've set a bad example for him. Good. Thank you, Cal. Thank you for owning it. I met my
3: soulmate when I was 15 years old, and I have loved her every minute of every day since I first bought her that mint chocolate chip cone. And I don't know if it's going to work out. But I can promise you this. I will never stop trying, because when you find the one, you never give up.
0: What I've always loved about this movie is that it doesn't have this super rosy neat bow reconciliation of a fractured marriage you know like in kids movies like in kids movies when divorced parents just suddenly get back together at the end or like which creates a lot of false expectations for kids mm -hmm. i've never liked that no and i like how cal says i don't know if it's gonna work out but i'm never gonna stop trying to be better on the one hand i've already said that i've got problems with the mixed messages we're sending to teenage boys. What's appropriate? Like, when is it okay to stop trying? Yeah. And my answer is when she says no. Again, I think this is common sense. There's also this underlying idea, the spirit of that statement, which is you should never stop trying to be better for the person you're in a relationship with. You should always be trying to grow and trying to communicate and grow together. The look on your face. You're it's just good. like, that's nice. It is nice. Oh, <laughs> well, that's nice. An even larger message I've always taken is that soulmates are made, not born. Because I think Cal and Emily have always believed they're soulmates. The idea of what we think soulmates are that one perfect person for you that's born into this world. And so I feel like they rested on that. And they stopped putting effort into it because they believe that if they're soulmates, it'll always work out. So they got lazy. Yeah. You can make a soulmate out of any person you're in a relationship with. As long as both people are willing to put the work in. I'm sorry. I thought you were going to say, you can make a soulmate out of anything. <laughs> I was like, hamburger oh, meat. No. <laughs> <laughs> hamburger no! meat. No. Mac and cheese. Stop. The speech is over. Everybody claps. Robbie gets into the mic and says, I still love you, Jessica! <laughs> like, what the And hell? we didn't learn anything. <laughs> but you know what? Robbie does go up to her afterwards and says, Hey, I'm gonna stop being creepy until I'm 18. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you weren't giving up. I'm not.
1: And I just figure, you like my dad. And in a few years, I'll look like him. I'll come for you then. That's not a bad plan. But... Well, until then, just a little graduation gift to get you through high school.
0: And what does she do? She oh. aids in a bet's child pornography distribution. She gives him one of the Nudie Judies. Oh, I thought she gave him all of them. I thought she just gave him one, but I don't really think it matters. I think she gives him all of them. Oh, no. Because it's like just to get you through, just to get you through high school. And I'm like, that's fucking weird. Cal goes up to Hannah and Jacob and in a weird way gives his blessing by announcing that he's bought a firearm and he will use it. (laughs) Again, traditional dad energy that I'm just not a fan of. And I just love how Hannah's reaction to the whole thing ultimately is just like, this is going to be fun. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Cal and Emily are standing next to each other. You know, just having a laugh about all the things. Because she's like, it's been a rough year. And he looks at her with a straight face and goes, how so? <laughs> <laughs> and she just starts laughing. Well, I guess I just, you know. Really,
1: what I, what I want to say is that I'm. I'm so glad you bought me that ice cream.
3: Me
0: too. Because, right here. Yeah. Right here. Because now they've got three great kids and a broken marriage. Oh. <laughs> glass half empty, glass half full. And Robbie sees his parents laughing with one another, and he has hope yet. (laughs) You don't like that it goes out on that note, do you? Not really. I love that you never get a clear answer on whether or not they'll get back together. I guess. Because you want them to. You hope they do. Yeah. And that's the key to the whole message, is the hope. As long as you have hope, you can save anything. Through the crazy, through the stupid... Sorry, no. Go ahead, finish no. Finish it. I don't no, know. Finish the joke. No. Say it. Through the love. <laughs> God. <laughs> Is that it? Can we be done with rom coms now? Yes, we can be done with rom coms now. <laughs> We're gonna move on to some truly enraging topics. I think this next film's gonna be really good. I think that everyone should see this movie because I think it's a very accurate portrayal of just exactly how women won the vote in this country and it is um a television film starring (laughs) hillary swank it's iron jawed angels guys yes It is about uh, the Silent Sentinels and women trying to get the vote in the United States. So please tune in for that. I think it's going to be a really great episode. I'll try to let Carrie talk more, even though I have a lot to say about this movie, as it was my pick. No, I mean, I think that we're going to have a very thoughtful conversation about it. So March 3rd, that's when we start Women's Month. Look out for that. It's Monday, March 3rd. It is the the 107th anniversary of the Women's Suffrage Parade in 1913 in Washington, D.C. I can't wait to talk. Talk about this. The one where everybody got fucked up. Oh, it's just, I'm going to be, I'm going to be like flipping the table angry. And they portray it in the film. So I, I'm very, very ready to talk about that. It's going to be some tough material, guys, but we're going to try and laugh about it. While we get ready for that, you can go follow us on Twitter at kick and stream. K-I-C-K-N-S-T-R-E-A-M. Oh, we're too, we're changing up the rhythm a little bit, are we? Just tired. <laughs> You're just tired? <laughs> yes. You can write to the show at Kicking and Streaming Podcast. That's with an and, not an ampersand. At gmail.com. And you can also go follow us on Facebook now. That's where you can get updates about the shows, announcements. Political propaganda. Exactly. Not from our account, but in your timeline. I mean, who knows? More quality content coming to you from Kicking and Streaming. Until then, I'm Carrie. I'm Ross. And as always, sorry, sorry, Mom.
3: Mom. Got the news, got the news, got the news.